Welcome to another day in hell. My name's There Is No Hope, and I'm joined by my friend, There Is Only Madness. How's it going? There's Only Madness. Exactly. And today, we're talking about the Count Lucanor. <laughs> yes. A little slice of cute madness yeah. to brighten up your week. Yeah. Kind of kind of 16-bit, you know, horror uh, by the makers of Yuppie Psycho. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot like Yuppie Psycho, mm-hmm. but it's uh, their first game. So. I think there was a lot of control C, control V going on during the development of Yuppie Psycho. I'm gonna say. Oh yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. You know, it's just a just a weird little indie game. You can get it for two dollars on the Switch, which is what I did. Yeah, two dollars on Steam too right now. Yeah, actually. Holy shit, two, you got two dollars probably mm-hmm. um i don't know man we're in the great depression <laughs> great depression too <laughs> so we'll see we have smartphones this time though so oh, it's different yeah. oh yeah it's different we can uh we can track in real time the collapse of civilization mm-hmm. great and meme about it yes if you so choose uh as always before we get too deep into it i have to say that this episode is brought to you by you you can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness to sign up to support the show directly you get a bonus episode every week um yes zero so brightness many bonus plus. episodes yeah we have over a hundred episodes now yeah if you combine both it's crazy. yeah and like the bonus episodes are like good they're like yeah. a good length and they're always about like some real shit uh <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What are you waiting for? Do you not like us? Come on, dude. Also, we have t-shirts. We got to get rid of the last few of these t-shirts so we can make more. We're close. Yeah. I would love to get rid of these so we can make a new one where we've sold most of them, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, hit it, hit it up. Bandcamp. Hit All it. the links are at zerobrightness.com discord jump in the discord talk yes. smack with us yeah dude do what you gotta do yeah okay count lucanor yes so you know we played yuppie psycho mm-hmm. a little a little tiny bit ago not that long ago and i love that game i thought it was great uh yeah and totally. you you had mentioned that you had already played their first game that was a second game yeah so i got count lucanor on switch i got a physical version from europe just because it was like super cheap on ebay and looked interesting so i kind of went into it blind and enjoyed it a lot um and then i kind of kept an eye out on yuggy psycho's development and so when that came out i was stoked to try it you know yeah i mean i hadn't even heard of yuppie psycho when you suggested it or whoever suggested Mm. it and then i was like immediately just fell in love with it and so of course i was going to play this game but right after we recorded that episode it went on sale on the switch and it was like two dollars and i was like yeah hell yeah uh but yeah i mean you know if you're not familiar with yuppie psycho or this game uh well if you are familiar with yuppie psycho it's a lot like that and if yeah. you're not familiar with either of these games they're basically you know 16-bit style 2d horror adventure games yeah a little bit of survival horror because there's some you know item scarcity 
um, finite number of saves and things like that. Yeah, but you're really both games, you're exploring an environment, and Yuppie Psycho, it's like a cursed office building. In this game, it's uh, a castle, you know, the castle mm-hmm. of this Count Lucanor. Um, you're exploring the environment, you are solving puzzles, collecting items in the way that you would in a survival horror game, and there isn't combat, but there are enemies. So you're right. using rudimentary stealth and just avoidance and running away to get away from enemies in the game. And in general, it works like really great. Um, one thing that this game really has going for it is that it's short. Yeah. Like less than four hours short. So it never overstays its welcome. And um, actually has like a really cool end stretch that changes things up a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like... I think its brevity really uh, goes towards me recommending this. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I mean, like you said, it's so similar to Yuppie Psycho in a nuts and bolts way that if you've played that game first, it's hard not to see this as kind of like a first run. It's a game like that, you know? Yeah, totally. Yuppie Psycho is a lot more advanced. So, well... Let's talk about this because it has a lot of similarities with Yuppie Psycho mm-hmm. and vice versa, of course, because this came out first. Um, it even has the same sort of sound effects and camera, um, character movement, art yeah. style. Um, the the cutscenes are very like 16-bit anime and then like the in-game stuff looks more... I don't even know how you would describe it. They have a very, the character models have a very like idiosyncratic, like Baroque Decay look, I guess. Baroque Decay is the company that makes this game. Yeah. The the way I would describe the look of this game is it's a lot like uh, Lone Survivor, where it's like 16 bit pixel art that has so much blurring and weird effects on it that it almost starts to look more like 2 bit or 8 bit. But the characters are so chonky in a weird way. They're not like, rendered very well yeah like the environments look really nice but the characters are very almost like primitive graphics looking like almost like atari like body shapes yeah that's exactly what i was thinking that it looks super atari but then a lot of them have really cool animations almost like a like a are you familiar with like bit trip runner yeah yep yeah yeah that's a good comparison it's it's really cool though like i really like the look of these games and i think that one thing they do really well is inject a lot of personality and flair so like you're saying like every character has like a weird chonky you know sprite but then they also have like a character portrait that will pop up when they talk Mm -hmm. you know and these games also are you know narrative based you're going to be talking to characters and there are like cutscenes and stuff happens um Mm -hmm. it's cool i like it a lot well, speaking of the characters, there is, like Yuppie Psycho, there's a small cast of really memorable and maybe a little less so in this one, but likable characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a horror game, but it has like a big element of like black comedy with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Super dark comedy, like a guy will get his head cut off and like chuckle about it in the next scene or something like that. Yeah. That is one thing, you know, yuppie psycho 
really went in on the like kind of Twin Peaks slice of life sort of vibe for how mm-hmm. the characters interacted and spoke to each other. Uh, this game is a lot darker. Both games have the black comedy though, because you know, Yuppie Psycho had like the marketing people acting like animals on their on the hands and feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Totally. I think this game is maybe a little bit more traditional horror. Yeah. Like it's kind of set in this vague sort of medieval period, right? Like it's like a Western European fairy tale. Yeah. Know? Your character is like a, a golden haired boy named Hans, you know, and he's running away from home because his family is poor. And he's like, screw you, mom. I want hot pockets. <laughs> and so he fucks off to find adventure and riches, you know, and then he ends up at this haunted spooky castle with treasure in it, apparently. So, yeah. And so it's like, you know, the characters that you meet, like there's a witch and a weird pig man, that there's a, a shepherd, a shepherd, you know, yeah. the, the more supernatural characters, like, you know, the, the guy who's, sort of the main seeming to be antagonist in the game kind of looks like a jester. Mm-hmm. And then there's another guy who's sort of like a, looks like an undead nobleman or something, you know, oh, that guy's freaky. The red Carmen lingo or whatever. His yeah. That's super, super freaky. <laughs> well, and no one make gusta. Oh yeah, totally. That's cuckoo. <laughs> uh, one thing this game does really well, you know, similar to yuppie psycho, but in a totally different art style, which is cool. Uh, is that it has legitimately creepy visuals and enemies. Yeah. The enemies are like just like unsettling, you know, just for even just being pixel art, you know what I mean? And they're so simple yeah. at the same time, but so effective and unsettling. Yeah, like the main enemies that roam the halls after the the intro of the game are like these uh they kind of look like no faces or plague doctors or something. They're like these black robed. Yeah. yeah. And they have these white mask like faces. And if you get near to them, the way they attack you is they pop their face up and these glowing red tentacles come out at you. And it's like, what? Yeah. And they, they start like drawing, drawing you towards them like a magnet or something. It's creepy. So you want to like hide under a table or something so they get away. Yeah. And they also like whisper as they walk around. Yeah. Well, that was going to say maybe they're so like creepy and offsetting because the, the sound design is actually really good in this game and it's pretty minimal too. Like there's a lot of silence and um, like a lack of sound at a lot of points. Like just having whispers is like super creepy. Yeah, well, and you have in the notes here, I mean, all the music is chiptune Bach pieces. Yeah. And, like, it's it's even simpler than that. Like, it almost sounds like it's for two or three voices, you know? Like, totally. it's very, very simple, minimal music that you don't hear it much. So, yeah, all the other sound design, like sound cues and the enemies whispering and, uh, you know, certain rooms will have things like weird laughter and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very good. It it uses the most of its resources to make all the enemies and happenings in the game, like legitimately creepy and scary. Yeah. It's a pretty open ended game too. Like once you're in the castle, um, you realize that the play area is pretty small. It's basically like four hallways and a safe room in the middle. And each of the four hallways has a number of like puzzle rooms. You have to figure out the puzzle. Um, and besides that, um, 
you know, there's probably an epilogue section that takes 20 to 30 minutes, but that's really about it. Um, yeah. Like I said previously, the brevity, like, really helps this game. And I think it just makes the game design, like, so tight that there's, like, there's no fat to trim, right? Like, this yeah. is the game and you play through it. Uh, I feel like the the extra stuff comes at the end where... Um, it, well, it's funny that we did an episode on, like, why multiple endings are bad in games. Because I feel like this game handles it, like, super well. Like, the last part of the game is pretty linear. But, like, the puzzle... There's a puzzle there that you can either solve or not solve to get a good ending. And I think I was really... Handled really well. Yeah. Well, and you can also save right before it. Totally. So yeah. you can actually go see all the endings yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like there's five endings total, but there's really like three main endings that are like all really easy to get. So you can you can just reload your save and see like all the main endings, and they all have mm-hmm. different. Uh, well, two of them have different like kind of anime style. 16-bit cutscenes that are really cool so it's definitely worth it to like do that to see all the endings um yeah well in the set you know it's it's funny to talk about it as puzzles because the setup of the game is really cool um the Mm -hmm. whole because the whole castle is kind of a puzzle right like the setup is you know this kid runs away from home like you said and he finds this castle he walks in and this creepy demonic jester guy is like hey if you can guess my name you can become the count of this castle Mm -hmm. uh and so you set off on this quest to like find all the letters because you have to find these letter blocks and then guess what this uh character's name is yeah it's cool because um a character will actually give you a letter which you can use, but it's wrong. So it, it's funny. Well, one one of the th- cool things I really like about this game is that there are multiple ways to solve some of the puzzles. Yeah. And just like it throwing in like a red herring like that, I thought was like really cool and funny. Well, the game does this thing where it kind of lays out everything for you, right? It's like, okay, here's the puzzle you need to solve. Here's the task you need to complete. Go do it. But as the game progresses, they just peel back more and more and more layers. And you realize quickly that the whole thing is kind of a trap. And like mm-hmm. everything is uh, everything is trying to kill you and everyone is trying to deceive you. Yeah. And it's like so cool. Like I thought that was, that was just like such a cool way to structure a story and like such a yeah. cool feeling to give the player. Okay. Well, so rewinding to the intro of the game, before you get to the castle, you meet several characters. Um, one is an old lady that has a pig and her pig ran away. So you can lure the pig back to her and she gives you a reward, but then she starts like beating the shit out of the pig. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it feels like an RPG quest and the reward is like something really off-putting. Yeah. <laughs> and then you meet a guy like his donkey ran away and like his cart is broken. So yeah. he's like out of money or whatever. You can give him a gold coin out of kindness, but he'll steal another one and he'll so he has he took two of your coins. And then there's another shepherd that like gets you drunk. Like he steals your food and gets you drunk and you pass out. And so 
these three characters later you meet in the cattle castle under different contexts. So you kind of know they're scam artists, but at the same time, they're like your NPCs through the game, really, which yeah. I, I found that was really interesting way to s- set these characters up. Yeah. Well, and then once again, it calls forward a little bit to Yuppie Psycho, where a lot of the characters are kind of neutral. Like, they are sort of your friends, but they also seem evil. Mm. <laughs> and the game kind of, that game, you know, plays with that idea and plays with that concept a lot. You know, this game does too, where it kind of creates this weirdly neutral environment. Uh, it's very cool. I think, you know, the whole thing they're going for is clearly, like you said, sort of like an old fashioned fairy tale, right? Like mm-hmm. the unsanitized version of a fairy tale where shit is like weird and dark and fucked up. Where like the children get eaten. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it really nails that vibe, especially with the visuals, which, like I said, have this kind of like fairy tale western european aesthetic yeah. and then the music being this like chip tune bach tunes <laughs> looping yeah. in the background it it has like such a vibe yeah it's a really cool vibe and it's so different from yuppie psycho in terms of the vibe yeah but it's dna it's so similar it's i feel like it's really interesting talking about these games you know their similarities and differences because they they share so much dna but it's like yuppie psycho is like almost like a, a remix of the count lucanor like a remix version 2.0 or something yeah well i think that you know if something works and someone has a distinct style and a flow in a way you can do stuff like this and it instead of feeling like lazy or cheap it actually is very rewarding like Mm -hmm. i think about it's almost like this game and yuppie psycho it's almost like the difference between Shaun of the dead and hot fuzz right Mm. like sure like those two movies have the same leads they have the same editing style a lot of the same like beats and comedic styles and everything but like you know one's a take on a zombie movie the other one's a take on like a kind of cop movie and i feel like that's just because like that you know those two actors and the director had like such a good thing going that it's like oh yeah Mm -hmm. we can can do a whole trilogy of these movies and it doesn't feel like a ripoff or something it's kind of the same thing with this company i think totally you know well and i think this game too has an interesting style just in terms of the game itself like Mm. i think that this game to me feels like an old pc game Mm. like it's so minimal and it's so kind of like adventure focused but at the same time it's also can be really weird and unforgiving and like some of the puzzles are really abstract uh and as well as the aesthetics being this kind of like you know low low bit rate medieval shit like it kind of reminded me of like being a kid and playing something like I don't know, like Prince of Persia or something, you know? Thank you for listening to Zero Brightness. If you'd like to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness. You can also find and interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. All the relevant links are at zerobrightness.com. We'll see you out there. Yeah, to me, it felt like a survival horror game 
meets some sort of like 2D puzzle game. Like there's a maze room where you have to traverse a maze in the darkness. There's a room where you have to like push boxes and not fall into the fire. Um, and there's like seven or eight of these rooms. There's a room where there's a library that gets patrolled all the time and you have to like figure out how to lure the guy away to get to the treasure chest, things like that. Um, I I really feel like it's kind of like Spencer Mansion-y almost in a way, you know, or like Sweet Homie or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is, but I think also, you know, something that you have in the notes as like an influence on this game uh, that it reminds me of because of how open-ended it is, is Yume Nikki. This line is right out of their marketing materials. They say it on their Steam page. It says, inspired by classic games like... Legend of Zelda, Yume Nikki, Silent Hill, and Dark Souls. And yeah, I definitely see the Yume Nikki, maybe a little less of the others. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Yume Nikki is strong with this one. Uh, like the fact that you're in this kind of creepy, but also sort of cute environment, and you're just sort of let loose in it, you know? Because mm-hmm. like you can basically just go around and solve things in whatever order you want. Um, up until yeah. you guess the name, and then I think it gets pretty linear after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it has that Yume Nikki vibe. I mean, I guess obviously the Zelda thing, you know, it's a it's a two D uh, game that has that that same like overhead perspective uh, where mm-hmm. you're, and you're kind of on a little adventure. I could see that. Silent Hill, you know, I definitely I would associate this game with Silent Hill just because of uh, Lone Survivor. Like I definitely associate both of these broke decay games with uh, Lone Survivor because they have so much in common in terms of the visual style and how they like present horror. You know, I would say more Resident Evil just because Spooky Mansion has puzzles. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I do think, like I said in the Yuppie Psycho review, I think these both of these games have a really good way that they kind of present like a tableau like a creepy, horrific sort of tableau uh, that mm. really takes advantage of the 2D art style and the overhead perspective. So like you'll walk into a room and just kind of see something creepy slowly unfold or you'll be like yeah. in a dungeon or something and you can kind of see the whole dungeon and it's just like all like gross and disgusting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's something you can't do in 3d unless you do like a really cheesy, like swooping like crane shot or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course this game, just like Yuppie Psycho plays with darkness a lot. Um, in Yuppie Psycho, you had glow sticks that you could put around yeah. here in the Count Lucanor. Um, you use candles and it's actually more of like a game play um, feature because a lot of the hallways are in darkness. So you have to like strategically place candles everywhere and you could run out. You always want to keep one for yourself. Yeah. The fact that you don't have an alternate light source in this game and like the fact that everything is so dark made the candle management, you know, that's a definitely a back of the box <laughs> bullet point. Manage your candles. Yeah. yeah. So you're always like putting them down and picking them up and trying to make sure you have enough. I mean, if you're exploring a lot and picking up candles when you leave places that you don't think you'll have to return to, uh, yeah. you'll usually have enough. But yeah, you can definitely run out of candles. And, and, and gold coins here are basically your ink ribbons. Um, yeah. So uh, there, there's a basically a wishing well with a crow in the safe spot. 
And you can throw a gold coin in the wishing well to save. Yeah, exactly. It's similar to how Yuppie Psycho had the photocopier save system Mm -hmm. where you had to like photocopy your soul. Um, Yeah, one thing about this game, it is just like a much simpler version of that same type of game. So Mm -hmm. just like how in Yuppie Psycho you had glow sticks and a flashlight that you had to manage and like in this game you just have the candles in that game the save system was like you had to spend money to buy paper or find paper in order to save so those were like increments in this game it's just if you Mm -hmm. have a coin you can save uh so it it definitely and you know it's shorter it's significantly shorter yeah i think one thing that this game does share with yuppie psycho that i don't love is that Mm. it's clever in its puzzles and the things you need to do to progress and the things you need to do to see like the, the true ending in some cases it's very clever, but it's also clever in a dude. I'm just going to use a guide kind of way. Uh, <laughs> I felt that this game was actually better than yuppie psycho in this regard. Cause like, yeah, for example, the thing, the big thing that you need to do at the end to get like the true ending, uh, is something that you, if you've been paying attention, you've been doing the whole game. So that was kind of cool where it's like, I've already been playing the game that way, you know? But I felt like in Yuppie Psycho, there's no way I could have gone and done the the end section where you rescue all your friends without a guide. There's just zero, zero way. But there are still things in this game, like the solutions to some of the puzzles and some of the stuff where I was like, because I did use a guide for some of it, and I was just like, how would I have figured this out without this, you know? Well, the first time I played the game, I feel like I used the guide like once. Yeah. Uh, where did you get stuck? The maze? Uh, not the maze, actually, surprisingly. I kind of got that. It was, I'm trying to remember what was the part where I was just like, what is going on here? Oh, there, there's a pig man that you have to trap. And I guess that can get people stuck. I think that's what it was. Well, it's funny because one of the merchants sells uh, a, a handful of creamed corn. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, all right. Garmin Bozia. These Bozia. guys are fucking with Garmin Bozia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After you've solved all these puzzle rooms, you end up with a bunch of letters. And you go into the next chamber, and you have to basically, like, figure out this guy's name. If you get it right, he takes you, like, he says he's going to take you to the count, but he traps you. And he says that you're a lowly peasant and that you should get in the basement. So he throws you into the basement and uh, you're kind of stuck down there. And it's kind of like a disgusting, like bloody, gooey hell world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you meet this guy down there, which is, I thought it was kind of hilarious because there's like this like huge, long blood trail leading to this guy with his legs chopped off and his like legs are like constantly spurting gallons of blood out. Uh-huh. <laughs> this guy, I think his name's JF. Yeah. And you've been kind of like finding his notes all through the castle as he tried to solve it. Yeah. But he's down here like dying. And it turns out he's probably your dad. <laughs> and uh he uh he gives you this red seed to plant. And uh, I just had a flashback to Deadly Premonition. It's okay. Ride but, it out. Uh, You'll be okay. Drink some water. <laughs> he gives you this red seed to plant, and you have to like uh, you have to water it with a bucket of blood. Um, 
But yeah, it's the little hell world down there is cool. There's these like big giant teeth monsters with like butts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's there's a facsimile of your house with a like demonic version of your mother. Yeah. Which is really cool. There's kind of a puzzle around that if you want to get like the good or bad ending. Yeah. Um, you you could feed this little like Cronenberg worm some birthday cake. And it make, turns it into a butterfly. Okay, that was the part that I couldn't figure out. That's what I looked I, I figured that out myself. I was oh. so proud of myself. See, the two. I yeah. remember the two parts that I looked up. That part and then uh, the room with the four mask faces. or They're like giant heads. Mm. Like, I kind of... I thought I knew what you were supposed to do. And then I was like, really wrong. And then I like kind of figured it out but then i couldn't get it to work and so i just like looked up a video of it and i was like what the fuck are you (laughs) supposed to do here but yeah no well the worm guy tells you he wants sweets Uh, yeah and the damn cake is like the only sweets you'll see in the whole game yeah oh yeah that's right that was so weird the part where you get a worm (laughs) i was like what yeah i like kind of forgot that happened well because the other thing too so the basement (laughs) similar to okay so yuppie psycho uh, kind of has a weird difficulty curve where like at a pretty early in the game, it gets like kind of hard. Like some, mm. like you encounter a pretty difficult boss, like pretty early in the game. And it's like, Oh, okay. We're doing this. Um, yeah. Count Lucanor isn't like that. Uh, it's pretty easy going until this last section where it's suddenly like pretty difficult. Like, I don't know. I kept getting killed by the, the big, teeth monsters with butts as you describe them yeah uh, they one shot you but they can only attack on 90 degree angles yeah like they'll never go diagonally so if you just like stay out of their direct line of sight you're totally fine yeah i would just have a problem of like actually getting too close to one and then trying to run away and getting bit well the, yeah. your character moves really slow in this game yeah yeah <laughs> like when i first started up i was like wow we are Mosian. I did not yep. expect that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that that dungeon part is cool because it's all nasty and gross and dark. The monsters are really creepy. Yeah, the puzzle, like you walk into this room and you see your own house, which is really scary. And then there's like this mm-hmm. demonic version of your house in there. And like, and you can like wake up your mom. You could choose to wake her up or not. Yeah. And if you wake her up, she makes you eat the cake and it you die from it yeah but if you wake up wake her up and don't eat the cake she kind of acts like this like huge boss that just like immediately killed me so i didn't try that again yeah so what i ended up doing is not waking her up and then feeding the worm some cake yeah and then getting out of there i think because the worm turns into a butterfly at that point yeah so you have to catch the butterfly and then it turns into like a jewel like a butterfly jewel yeah really weird yeah for sure but it does highlight that there are some cool parts of the game maybe that's the only one but i feel like there's maybe another one too where it's kind of like worth saving and then going and like dying in the sequence because it's like Mm. like when your mom is evil that sequence is really cool uh and like yeah. yeah that the boss version of her is also like very cool um so it's it's an interesting game like it is so tough at this point and it's got the limited saving depending on uh how much money you've you've managed to hoard or whatever um if you've got like 
10 coins at the end of the game you can just like save liberally right at the end here i did like yeah every time i did a little thing like i got the red seed i saved yeah. i got the bucket of blood i saved you know yeah i think i had like eight coins at the end and so i did the same yeah yeah, yeah. i did the Cruising. same thing. yeah so it's worth doing that just so you can check out some of the stuff and you can like fully explore and kind of allow yourself to make mistakes but it is i will say that once again it's something i'm not super in love with was like the difficulty spike in that last area mm-hmm. it was similar like yuppie psycho i didn't have a huge issue with it or anything but like when the game has been kind of chill and then suddenly have to fight that printer boss it's like oh. <laughs> kind of a it's kind of a puts a damper on things you know uh yeah as long as it doesn't like save punish you too much like you can really screw yourself with the count lucanor um i forgot to save a couple times and I had to replay chunks which was a super bummer yeah um so definitely save often but uh yeah i feel like one thing yeah with these type of games i think people sort of assume that it's going to be like resident evil one on hard mode where you have to just like never (laughs) save but you can actually save kind of whenever you want like like i said if you're fully exploring you'll have enough coins that you can save at all the big beats but especially i mean the first big chunk of the game is pretty easy going like i didn't really feel like it was super difficult or anything no not at all just stay away from the baddies and you're good yeah but that and end like section. the spike traps are always like real obvious you know yeah yeah but you are gonna you're gonna die a few times it's not even mm-hmm. though they name drop dark souls it's not dark souls you're not gonna die no a million times you're not gonna get punished for dying you know in that way yeah uh i super recommend this game it's short um it's great it comes with a demo of yuppie psycho and it's two dollars it's like goddamn like why not oh yeah i mean especially if you haven't played yuppie psycho you should definitely buy this for two dollars and then play that demo and then you should go play yuppie psycho for sure (laughs) (laughs) Do, do you think that the little kid from this game hans looks like the the little boy from phantasm one oh totally <laughs> he looks like it's got to be him right yeah it he looks like the little kid in like every like 80s horror movie <laughs> they all had that like bob you know yeah yeah and they were kind of wearing like stripey clothes and shit yeah totally Can't, count lucanor needs a uh, dirt bike and a plymouth hemi cuda <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly I like this game a lot. I thought it was great. Um, I think once again, if it's like, if you've played Yuppie Psycho, you like Yuppie Psycho a lot, uh, and you want to go back and play the first game, you won't be disappointed in this. Mm. Um, if you haven't checked out this company and you just want something that's cheap and pretty easy to breeze through, I mean, you should definitely check this out. And yeah, I mean, the, the 2D horror genre, even though we've covered actually quite a few of these games now, it's still not like super popping, you know? like right yeah it will real games not like weird like new grounds type games you know <laughs> well i feel like it's always going to be indie as fuck you know yeah 2d horror is never going to be like a capcom thing again you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure even though they started the genre maybe uh yeah. we're not yet. sweet home they did yeah they did. i'm just i always say maybe because someone will email us or something well actually <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah, Sweet Home rocks though. I love Sweet Home. Yeah, we'll have to cover that. I have it on cart Famicom. Oh, 
In English? Recognize. Not in English. No, it's the Japanese one. Yeah. I don't know if you could patch it or something. I'll I'll still play it on emulator. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Does it isn't the box art for that game really funny? Am I remembering that right? Where it's like I mean, it's kind of corny, but it's got that like eighties like you know like painted yeah uh, movie cover thing kind of thing. It looks like a movie cover because it's based on a movie. Yeah. So it's like, but the logo is sick. Like the the kanji for Sweet Home. Oh, nice. Fuck yeah, dude. I just remember it looking like a, a cheesy like. 80s horror movie poster I want that sweet home kanji on like a black snapback <laughs> I don't even wear hats I just want it <laughs> just want to have it hang it on the wall yeah dude I kind of want to get into hats I've never been a hat guy yeah but I, I mean well except for like winter hats because I live in Minnesota you have to wear those all the time mm. but don't get any red ones <laughs> wasn't planning on it bud <laughs> The Count Lucanor, four stars. That was really short. <laughs> four jalapenos. Uh, How short was that episode? Uh, we're at 37 minutes. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. Ship it. Music fades out, and the game club fades in. Up next, it's the Dread X Collection, number one. Collection by Dread XP, pretty cool website. Kind of put together a little game jam, sort of like the haunted PS1 demo disc. You gotta check it out. And then after that, it's Sega Genesis Horror. We're gonna cover a little handful of uh, horror games for the Sega Genesis discuss give recommendations is genesis horror even real it's real